The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM podcast one, everywhere you get your podcast. Uh, we're talking, um, I think, red and white. That's the colors of the D.C. Defenders, right? Is that Kevin? <laughs> I mean, you know, if you, if you really want to go there. <laughs> if you oh, really want to go there. I don't know. Can I get personal about this thing, about these defenders, man? Absolutely. I don't know. You know. Please do. You know, when I heard... When I heard that, uh, that, that some more football was coming to town, my, my initial reaction was, you know, I've, I've seen this, I've seen this movie before, right? You know, so, but I was going to go into it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you know, talking to some of our media friends, they say, well, no, this is going to be real. They're going to have a full-fledged media department. So I said, well, you know what? I know a little bit about media and the press and all that. And I, <laughs> lo and behold, I went to the website. They're looking for a media relations expert. Really? Now, yeah, so this I mean, we're talking about a year ago now. So, okay. you know, I said there's only two people in this town that know more about media than than, than you and me, uh-huh. and that's me, and that's me and you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> so, so I, I, I sent him a little letter, say, hey, you know, been around a little bit, twenty years, know anybody through through around some big names. I said, I know little Cornhouse, know little mm-hmm. Wilbon, know little Aldridge, this that, you know, no, no Joel Oxley, who yeah. you know the the general manager, the biggest station, the number one station in, in, in the country. That's right, right. You know, throwing around you know, some names. Big, that's what we do here. Yeah, that's right. I was, I was some big names. Threw it out, did not hear a peep from the people. <laughs> not not one peep. Now, I'm not a, vindic- a vindictive person, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you saw the scene uh, from uh, from uh, the Dark Knight Rises when Bane came into the stadium and the football field came and swallowed everybody uh, up. Yep. <laughs> That's what that's what I hope happens to the DC. Oh, no. <laughs> that's what I hope happens. Nobody gets hurt, but I just hope the stadium opens up and just swallows them all up. Yeah, yeah, and, and they all can get home in time for dinner with their families. Is, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other, other than that, other than that, I'm cool with it. But yeah, red and white, I believe it is. <laughs> I was well, you know, I was going to actually do a little bit to say, hey, have you seen any of it? What did you think? But now that we know what you think, we can just kind of move on. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I I like the fact that I'm seeing. You you know, some former pros in it. This has a different feel than um, than its first go around. You know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I thought of the first go around, it wasn't serious football. You know, they were just trying to put on a show, and it was more WWE than anything else. But uh, this was uh, this is all right. I mean, is it going to last? I don't know. I, probably not. Um, you know, I, I don't know. This, it, it, let, me, let me ask you this: It was it was a nice day. It was mm-hmm. a nice day in, in February, which was a was was an aberration. Mm-hmm. But let's say. Let's say it was a conference tournament weekend, mm-hmm. and you had uh, Duke, North Carolina, um, Georgetown, uh, Butler mm-hmm. playing for the conference championships mm-hmm. in the Madison Square Garden in, the, in Greensboro in the Coliseum. That's right. And they had an XFL game going. Which way you tune in? You know what, Kevin? I didn't even watch this weekend, and the only thing I had to do was take my son to a karate class. <laughs> so, so I probably won't watch. Okay, so it was good while it lasted. In other words, yeah. In other words, and, and, and you know what? Let me let me get straight here. Let me get for real because I have um, I have a a, a, a dear friend uh, who's who's related to me by dating my daughter who <laughs> plays arena football. He's a football player, right? Oh, and he nice. Tries, okay. 
you know, he, he's gone through the process, but they, in, in football terms, he's considered a little undersized, right? So mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he's gone through the process of an interview with teams, not drafted, like the Falcons took him out to dinner and so on. And he's played, he played arena football this year. And, you know, he, the, the, the thing about the league is it gives guys with a dream a chance to pursue their dream. Sure. And, oh, and, and, you know, I'm not mad at that, not mad at that at all. But I just don't want to see the, the dudes that wrong, like the, like the, uh, like the last leagues, so even like the arena league, you know, we don't have the arena league team anymore. We had, used to have the championship team, but there's no arena league anymore. Yeah, on, the on DC Valor did win a, the, the uh, championship, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they had the worst record in the league, went to the playoffs and swept everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so yeah, it's, it's, it's something, right, and, and it's, it's some novelty, but I've seen this dance before. You're talking to a guy who tried out for a USFL team. You, wait a minute, you did? Did we talk I about did. this? No, I don't think we ever did, man. Oh, I mean, that was that shows my age, first of all. <laughs> well, yeah, I tried out for the Washington Federals when they were in town. It was a... Um, oh, I did not know that. They had an open tryout, man. So I trained, I trained hard. I had a friend who ran a pro track, so he was, you know, helping me get my 40 time down. So wow. let, me, let me see if I can encapsulate this, right? It was, we went through the whole thing about... Um, no, you can't date the cheerleaders, right? They want to date the public, the whole public relation thing. So we went to the stadium, right? RFK, beautiful day, man, beautiful day. It's about about six hundred people out there, right? <laughs> I was trying out for wide receiver. Now they had one hundred twenty-five wide receivers, and they had eight quarterbacks. And you know how you go out, like you run, you know, catch passes, and run run routes and stuff. They had all eight quarterbacks lined up in a row, side by side, uh-huh. and you run your pattern, but you didn't know which quarterback was throwing you the ball. Oh, yeah, that's not <laughs> cool at all. You got to know so, where the ball's coming from. Yeah, yeah, it would help. It would help, but still, <laughs> I over, you know, I, I persevered. I overcame all this, right? And it got down to time to run in the forty. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I would like to say I've been training. I was running hard. I used to run like. Used to do a few miles up the hill with a, a ten-pound weight vest on. Right, I was wow. like a Rocky movie, man. Yeah. So it came time to run my 40. I was even remembering what my coach taught me and all this. And, you know, got down and the guy was on the line, blew the whistle, his gun, whatever. And I ran and I was beautiful, man. I was like, you should have seen the motion, the pumping. Uh-huh. And made the 40, came back to see what my time is. The dude tapping on the stopwatch saying, oh, man. No. <laughs> he couldn't get the stopwatch. Yeah. He couldn't get the stopwatch. <laughs> couldn't get the stopwatch going. And I said, "Hey, look, I'm 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 spent at this point." And he said, "Okay, you got to do it again." And no, I ain't gonna do oh, that, man. no, no. So anyway, it didn't end well for me, but it didn't end well for them either because they didn't win the game this season. <laughs> 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 and so, like I said, I'm not a vindictive person, but I got this thing of the year. See, okay, <laughs> you know, huh. that's right, you know. So anyway, anyway, let's talk I've seen about this real dance football. Before. Yeah, we've seen this before. Let's talk real football. Let's talk NFL, yeah, uh, yeah. real professional football. Um, Washington Redskins, let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the moves being made and things like that. I think the biggest thing since we've been on has been um, you know, uh, 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 Josh Norman being uh, going to be released and, and Paul. Now, here's the thing. We see all these reports. Like, has it already happened? Like, or, the, or, is, or is there a period of time that's coming, but they're forecasting that that's what's going to happen? No, Norman was officially released. Okay. Uh, the other guys, two guys I didn't hear of, and Paul Richardson, I believe that that uh, those are official. I believe I saw that on, on the, uh, the the team's website. And, and you make a good point. You you, you can't be sure with the way that that people, so called people, well, there are people, but so called reporters, <laughs> uh-huh. 
give you the information, right? Because you, you really don't know who is who. Now, you know, a guy like uh, like John Kime or J.P. Finley, right? Ben Stanley, guys that you know. It was problem to put their names. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They put their name on what they report, right? You know? Um, uh, the other guy, you don't know who these guys are, man. There might be some fat dude in somebody's basement. Right? <laughs> More <laughs> than likely. Yeah. yeah, right. So, so yeah, that, that, you know, those were, you can't say they were surprises, right? They were they were definitely uh, addition by subtraction. Now, mm-hmm. we don't know what happened with Josh Norman, but we know that, you know, a year ago he was up jumping over bulls and stuff, and which led me to, to comment that he was a matador on and off the field. Right. <laughs> 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 Ole people right by Getting out of the way of danger. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Paul, guy like Paul Richardson, it, it never really, I mean, he went deep a couple of times. Teams realized he could go deep, but he was like a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. He was not, mm-hmm. you know, you look at um, what Terry McLaurin can do at a similar size, going over the middle, going deep, just doing pretty much everything he wants to do, right? Mm-hmm. But, but Richardson was just not that guy, you know. He was... I don't know who, who thought he was that guy because he wasn't that guy in Seattle before he got here. Right, right. So, right. Um, and so you know, I, I think the team is doing what has to be done. Right. I just hope people show a little bit of patience. You know, mm. we might make it to the Super Bowl this year. We might not, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 50, one, step at, time. one <laughs> step at a time. One step at a time. Like all things, it's 50-50. Maybe, maybe they will. That's right. Uh, the other two people, uh, the players released uh, defensive back Kenny uh, Ladler. Um, and uh, Chris Odom, uh, defensive end, uh, the other two uh, released there. Um, Redskins, by the way, signed linebacker Jared Norris uh, to the team uh, this past Thursday afternoon. Don't know who the guy is. Never heard of him before. And so he's <laughs> a uh, special teams guy from Carolina. Uh, okay. uh, the coach, uh, you know, Rivera knows him. He has not taken a, a defensive snap. Mm-hmm. And he was on injured reserve um, all last year. But, um, you know, you make an impression on people. Apparently he um, he made enough of an impression to at least get a, you know, a, a look. Right, <laughs> a look-see. Right, right, right. It's still early, right? You know, when camp starts, there's going to be like 150 dudes. It'll be like when I went out for USFL, there's going to be a million people. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a million people out there. But I, I just, I'm just going through this thing feeling a lot different than I did a year ago. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, so um so that's going on. It, it, here's the thing about this whole situation with the team and the way things are going now is that it really does seem like we're in a new era because you know, players like a Josh Norman, I'm not sure if if before he'd be let go, you know, or Paul Richardson. Um but it seems like the team, you know, making some moves that that signifies the fact that you know, yeah, we want to be a serious uh, contender and we are seriously rebuilding this 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 offseason. Yeah, you know, and, and you never really understood what the situation was with Josh. I mean, he was dressed and he was sitting on the bench, yet they had guys that they got off of, you know, off of the uh, street. Yeah, yeah, really off the. I would say the UPS truck, but that, I don't want to insult UPS. Right? You know, yeah, I mean, there were literally. The I mean, you know, there were guys who were you know delivering uh, packages to Fed- to 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 Ashburn to Park. <laughs> right. Like, hey, you're a big fellow. Can you cover? Can you tackle guys? Hey, throw on this uniform. Leave the truck here and throw on the uniform. And let's see what's going on. Hey, that's what apparently was happening, right? You know, so. You know that that that's strange. That's you know if it's it's, it's just strange. As you know, maybe one day when when he writes his memoirs, he'll tell us exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't football. It just wasn't football. It wasn't 
the best guy playing, right? And, mm-hmm. and just and, and who knows, who knows? But uh, that situation of being gone, not him per se, because I've never heard anybody say a bad word about him as a person. Right. But that situation. Uh, here's a guy who capitalized off of one really great year in uh, in Carolina, uh, a Super Bowl year, and it came at just the right time in mm-hmm. this in this um, in his career. But you know, you notice that. Carolina didn't see fit to sign him, and I believe Ron Rivera was the coach then. Right, right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Don't know how much input he had, but you know, you never can tell. But there's a couple of guys who need, you know, the team needs to, to uh, work something out with. Um, one is Brandon Sheriff, who they probably will franchise, mm-hmm. and another one is Trent Williams. What do you think about this Trent Williams situation as it exists right now? Well, here's the thing that I like. I like the fact that uh, apparently from reports uh, that uh, Coach Rivera reached out to him. And said, um, yeah, yeah. "Hey, man, I uh, just want <laughs> just want to reach out, uh, say hey. It'd be great to hit the reset button. Um, it, the fact that the, the 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 training staff or the medical staff has all been you know let go because um, it's clear that they mismanage injuries with this team, uh, or at least rehab right. and getting guys back ready to play. I'm interested to see how how it turns out. I, I you know the the moment Gruden was was let go." And the training staff, in a clean house with the training staff, uh, and even to the fact when Callahan, you know, did not get the full-time job, I think that it it brought some hope to the situation. It says, hey, you know, maybe Trent's a guy who says, I want to retire here. I want to be in Washington. Maybe it's not about playing for a Super Bowl contender, although, like we said earlier, it's 50-50. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But um, <laughs> I, think that, I, think, I think there is now hope in a situation where there was no hope. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And and that, that that goes for a couple of more players. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the situation that happened last week with uh, Quentin Dunbar. Yeah, now, Quentin, he says he wants yeah. out. Yeah, he, that's what they someone said that he said. And that's, again, but this is one of the, the known guys who said this. But I'm listening I'm listening to our good friend Doc Walker on the air one day last week. And they come back from break, and Doc says on the air, you know what, I just talked. Quentin Dunbar. Mm. He said, I never said any of this. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm going in to talk to the coach tomorrow, and maybe I can come on the air with you guys afterwards. I don't think that transpired, but but now, you know, it just throws everybody, you it know, does. for it a does. loop, right? You know, mm-hmm. here's a guy who, who the city is just ready to say good riddance to, right, you know? Mm-hmm. But he comes back and says, wait a minute. I just want to know what's up. That's all. Is there, <laughs> right. and there's nothing right. wrong with that. So I, I really think the city just needs to chill out a little bit because we've sure. been, we've been, we've had an anchor around our leg for so long. And now that it's, it's, we've been loose from it, we're just ready to fly into a brick wall. We just right. need to slow down a little. <laughs> <laughs> slow down. Take a breath mm-hmm. and just, just take it easy. We're better than we were a year ago. We're Absolutely. better off than we were a year mm-hmm. ago. Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And so now my question is, you know, we'll follow all the off season stuff. We're going to do new shows as we speak. Now it's Monday the seventeenth. We're going to do do a new podcast every Monday just to keep you up with what's going on with Burgundy and Gold. Right. But um, uh, speaking of Mondays, next Monday the uh, NFL Combine starts. Do you watch this? Do you get 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 all you know into the numbers and the Folks running forties and basically, you know, biking shorts and tank tops. I, yeah, spandex. no, no. I, I will watch, but I won't sit there. Now, there was a time I, w- I was a geek. I mean, I was, 
I would sit down and I would take notes and I'd have my own chart. And anytime I had an opportunity to see anything about football, I'd absorb it. But it's become more of a production and you don't know what you're looking at. Are you looking at the production or are you looking at what is taking, you know, what it takes to become a good football player, Mm -hmm. the, the true competition. So I'll have it on and I'll glance at it every once in a while, but, but it's just not, you know, it's not theater to me. What do you think? I'm, so I'm not into it as much as I was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, cause, I mean, I was a football junkie. And I love football now, but I mean, when I was a kid, it's all I cared about. I, I remember going to middle school and being in, in algebra class. And as opposed to paying attention to what's happening on the board, I'm writing up plays inside my notebook. I mean, that's what I would do. I remember, I mean, back, listen, back in the day before we had the internet, when I was, <laughs> when I was watching football as we a seven, as a seven year old, eight year old, I used to write down scores and who were the top performers of each game. I had a notebook of, maybe three or four seasons from the time that I was seven years old, like just week one, week two, week three, weeks, all the way through the Super Bowl for three straight seasons that I wrote down every single score, top performers. And uh, when we moved, my mom threw it away. And she said she didn't know. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't know it was important was her exact words. I was like, <laughs> not important. Like, do you pay any attention to you? Well, anyway. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, so, uh, so I used to watch it all the time. Um, but now not so much. And I think it's because, the the, the the more the the more you watch the game with a matured mind you understand that these things don't mean a whole lot. You know, it's fun to watch right, a guy right. bench press 800 pounds, sure. You know, and it's fun to watch a guy fly in the 40. But when you see that same person struggle to make a team or you've seen people with those same numbers and those same attributes who can't get on the field or who can't play, you're more concerned about watching guys play. I want to see them play. I want to see, you know, I watch, I watch people, I watch guys playing. I watch practice all day. I don't care how high they can jump. I want to see you play. I want to see you ball out. Exactly. Exactly. And that goes back to what I was saying about the, the XFL. Now, that I, you know, for a while, I wasn't going to say the name of it. I was going to call it the mm-mm-mm league. But, uh, <laughs> Even the yeah. mm-hmm isn't coaching there in, in, in the mm-hmm league. <laughs> That's right. But like I said, I, I admire the, the guys and what it takes to, to to put your body in a position to do that, right? To hone your skills enough. That we, I mean, you know, there's only X number of teams, right? So that means there's X time, X number of jobs for these guys, right? And And, you know, for every... For every Joe Burrows, right, there's a, there's a Kurt Warner, uh, if you would, right, who, mm-hmm. who had to come in through the arena league, right? You know, so there's talented guys out there who just, you know, get caught up in the numbers game. So I'm not going to fault these guys for that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because they're, they're, you know, they're, they're great athletes, right? And if, if you don't think they're great athletes, anybody listening to me, just go outside right now and run 500 meter dashes. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like you being a wide receiver and you're behind and you guys just got to run all the time, right? right you know, right, I've, right, I've seen right. that. I've experienced that, right? You know, try to do it. You know, and and so much of, of so much of the of the criticism of athletes in this town come from guys who've never lifted anything heavier in their life than the jelly donut. And, you know what I mean? It's, it's just not right. But so that's that's you know I'll, I'll watch the combines. I'll just like do it for the the athletic performances. But I don't do it to gain any information because it's just a show. That's right, all it is. Right? It's just a yeah. show. No, absolutely no. It, it's just yeah. a show. So I won't be watching it a whole lot. But uh, with the combine, the combine comes, and then next thing you know, you've got the draft. And I think we're going to ask this question every single show until the draft. What the what do the Redskins do with the number two pick? 
they do as much as they can. They do as much as they can. Okay. If somebody, because when when, when, I, when I hear somebody say, say you got to get Chase Young, you got to get Chase Young, I said, the Bears got Khalil Mack last year. What did that do for him? Right, right, <laughs> you right, know what I'm saying? right. Khalil Mack was a beast, right? What did that do for him? Look when Jadavian Clowney was drafted number one overall by the Texans, right? What did that do for them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. one guy, if he's a great enough player, can make a difference, but you can't depend on that happening. But if you can turn that one guy into like four guys mm-hmm. or five guys who who make like solid contribution, like Every week, they don't have to be all game changers, but if you can make a solid contribution, a guy who will tackle a guy who's who's running towards him, right. a guy who will catch a ball mm-hmm. that's thrown towards him, right? That, that's you got to go that way. You, yeah, you oh, really sure. do. One hundred percent. You have to. Uh, it's the Federal Football Report, Federal News Network, fifteen hundred AM podcast one on uh, all your podcast uh, platforms. Uh, so uh, let's take a quick break from uh, NFL for a second. Let's do some movie stuff. You are a world renowned movie reviewer. Uh, I think the last we checked, yes. you did. Star Wars, whichever the new one is, because you know I'm not a whole Star Wars guy. Well, no, actually, the last one we did, I did the Bad Boys. Oh, movie, right. Bad Boys you know, I life. still haven't seen Bad Boys for Life. You have to see that. You have Damn. to see it. You know, you gotta <laughs> like bring some bring some uh, cotton because they do a lot of cussing. Okay, but, uh, <laughs> but that's what they do. Right. So like, you know, now it's a movie review. What's going on? A movie movie like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When you write a script for a movie like Bad Boys, do you write the cussing in the script, or is that just? <laughs> So right here, say beep beep. Right here, okay. <laughs> cut, cut, no, you supposed to say beep beep beep. Right, you know. How does that work? I had to ask Will Smith that the next time he comes on. Right? That's funny, but, uh, yeah, because something tells me that Martin Lawrence, as a comedian who uses several curse words, probably doesn't need the, the extra help <laughs> with uh, placement there with his words. <laughs> yeah, you probably get a cursing consultant to come in, man. To yeah. Come in, yeah. <laughs> but interesting, like you know, since we did the last show, we've had the uh, the Academy Awards, the Oscars. Now, um, you know, being a world-renowned critic. Um, mm-hmm. I was challenged. I was challenged after our last show. Were you? Because uh, one of our listeners, and I, I don't want to like say his name because I don't want to never want to give him credit, but I don't get sued either. <laughs> but one of our listeners challenged me and said, man, you know, you saw the movie, you gave a review. He said, anybody can do that. <laughs> what happened to the old Kevin Stan who, who mm-hmm. used to review the movies without having seen them? Right. <laughs> I remember that from the Tony Kornhauser show. It was one of the yeah. funniest things so, ever. So, it, yeah, it, it touched me. He touched me, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, I called, uh, I didn't call, I tweeted my, my good friend, uh, KJ in Minnesota, one of the big, big uh, Tony Kornhauser, Tony, Tony Kornhauser littles. And I was on this show a couple of years ago, and they asked for an Oscar preview. But the thing was, I couldn't have seen any of the movies. <laughs> so, okay. I did that, and I gave a prediction that the movie The Shape of Water would win the Academy Award mm-hmm. without having seen it, and it did. <laughs> <laughs> it did. So I, I kind of saw that point. Now this year, hadn't seen any of the movies, and the um, I, I just tweeted him. I didn't go on the show, but I tweeted him and said my prediction for not having seen the, uh, the Oscar contenders uh, was the movie Parasite, which. I know it's Korean, but I have no idea what it's about. Have right. not seen it. Don't even know what it's about. But I call that one, and and it was. And there you go. There you go. So so yeah, I guess we got something there. So to, tonight uh, we're going to do a today we're going to do a quick review of the movie Birds of Prey, which you have not now, seen. Have not seen. Okay. Have not seen. Have not been near a theater where it was playing. <laughs> now I don't know. <laughs> so the old Kevin know. is back. Yeah, that's right. I'm back. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the comic book genre, but it, it involves uh, 
uh, Harley Quinn, which was uh, uh, Joker's uh, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And actually, interestingly, it ne- her character started out in the cartoon versions of Batman. Her character was not in the comic books. They just did that as sort of a comic relief in the cartoon versions of Batman. Huh. And they've developed the character from that. Okay. And this character is portrayed by uh, Margot Robbie. Now, are you familiar with the TV show My Name is Earl? Yes. Now, I I love that show because, you know, that show was created by a good friend of ours. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, Our good friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Greg Garcia. Right. Yeah, you know, Greg Garcia was the original board out for the Tony Kornheiser show. Mm-hmm. I do I do know that. Yeah, yeah. He just got a job so he can, you know, doing radio so he can make enough money to go to L.A. and be famous. Nice. And they all laughed at him, and we see what happened. And now he's <laughs> Anyway, I did not know that that was Harley Quinn because she did such a good job playing the character Joy, which was just like a, you know, poor white trash girl, right, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she played Harley Quinn. Now, Harley Quinn was a a psychiatrist who was studying the Joker and fell in love with him, and he performed a lobotomy on him to turn her into this uh, psychopath. You know, because, <laughs> right. Right, so that's how she got to be crazy, but she's crazy, but she's still a PhD. Right. <laughs> right, you see what I'm saying? So she's smarter than everybody, she's just crazy. And this movie <laughs> is about her getting the girls together, and because girls just want to have fun. Of and kill people. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> So somebody was messing with one of her girlfriends. So she said, girl, you don't have to take this. Let's come on and just kill everybody that encounters us, right? So that's about it. Sounds like, a, you know, good, wholesome entertainment. I wouldn't take my wife to see it because, you know, we had an argument about something, right? So someone giving no ideas. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, so I give it like, like you know, movie, but it's, it's, it's sort of like a, a psychotic chick flick. <laughs> I'll be you know honest with saying? you. I haven't seen it either, but, um, you know, watching the previews, it looks like she does a great job. She she is a tremendous actress, man, because she played um, Queen Victoria <laughs> in a movie a year ago. And I just said, the range, the range, because she was a great comedic actor in, in the TV show. Mm-hmm. And I've seen her in a couple of things, right? And every movie I've seen, she was in the movie that told the, the um, what was it, the, uh, the, the Megyn Kelly story about oh, the sexual harassment? Yeah, and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was in that. She, Did she you watch that? And, like I said, my boy Greg Garcia gave her a start, so I, you know, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a connection, right? Four yeah. or five times removed, right? Did you watch but, that uh, movie, that Fox News movie, whatever it was called? No, that's 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 the one. That's the one. That's the movie that she was in. Right, I'm saying, did you did you watch that? Oh no, man, no, oh. I don't want to see that. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a prerequisite. A prerequisite for me to watch a movie, gotta have lots of explosions. Uh huh. And a couple more explosions. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, it's gotta be some action in it. I don't want unless now. Okay, and I'm my wife will listen to this. You know, every once in a while, you're obliged to go to a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right, everyone. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to be so boring that I can catch a quick nap. <laughs> oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Did you see uh, the remake of what is it, uh, Little Women or whatever? Uh, oh no, don't tell my wife that that's okay. <laughs> Don't give her any ideas. <laughs> don't give her any ideas, man. No, 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 no. But, um, but, but no. You know, fortunately, there hasn't been anything out lately that. Uh, that uh, the last movie that I, that she actually uh, I don't want to say forced me to see, but <laughs> I, I I agreed to go. <laughs> now, 
Because we we reach a point in our relationship where I say, uh, baby, you want to go see the, this movie with all these explosions and stuff? She said, nah, go ahead. Take one of your daughters, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine, right? <laughs> so that's cool. But then I feel obligated at some point to just say, yeah, okay, I'll go. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the last one, I forgot to have the last one was Harriet. Now, oh, yeah. I hadn't seen that who, one. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, who doesn't I'm know the story? Who doesn't know the story of Harriet Tubman? Right. right you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what could they do <laughs> that would make me? I've seen like the portrayal of Harriet Tubman like a dozen times. So mm-hmm. what could they have done to make it different, other than say the aliens came down and she fought them off too, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, yeah. So you know, so that was yeah. That was, I, I did my due diligence and I, you know, you know, did what I had to do, right? So you know, I love I love Harriet, but come on, not enough explosions, right? Not enough explosions. So, okay. Yes, I'm, I'm quite proud. We're back now. We're gonna do. Uh, as we do our, our Monday show, we're going to do uh, movies that, that I haven't seen. And uh, <laughs> every, every once in a while, I'll slip up and do one that I have seen. Yeah, but exactly. yes, I mean, and really, you ask for it, America, you got it. Yeah, and don't get mad when he does the ones that he has seen, people. Like, you that's know, right, that's to right. be this world-renowned movie reviewer, he's got to speak on some of these things in, in the press. And so this is what we, you know. That's right, that's right. So hey, anyway. well, see, I have to ask you a question now, mm-hmm. because the people have been asking me about this. I mean, I don't know. We told the story about the the young lady that I encountered, and we were talking about radio. And then she said, um, "Yeah, there's this guy I listen to quite often. His name is uh, Claude." I said, "Yeah." Oh, I, get out of I, here! I know Claude. I know Claude. And then she said, the "Next question was, do you know Manny?" <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I am serious. I said, "Do I know Manny?" <laughs> As we come back and as we solidify this thing on the new podcast, we got to get the Manny report, man, because you think America wants the movies. America wants Manny. You America know what? wants Manny. Here's the latest on the Manny report. So Manny right now is in his Kung Fu class. Well, he's not in there right now as we're taping, but he's in this Kung Fu thing. And he's doing really, really good. But today he got in trouble because he won't stop talking in class. And oh, I mean, no. it's, it's a whole discipline thing. And so, you know, the instructor looks at him and is like, you need to stop talking. You, you know, and, he's, and, and he just sits there and, you know, because <laughs> he's such a sweet looking kid, but he doesn't stop talking. And so we made him apologize after class and we brought him back home and he got in trouble here, too. And so, yeah, that's what's going on with him. He won't stop talking. I wonder where he gets that from. Let me ask you. I don't know. But let me ask you. When he's in Kung Fu class, does his mouth move at one speed and the words come out? <laughs> no, that's level four. And he's got to oh, get his like black that? belt first for that. But that was, that's, that's funny. Because, yes. They, that, yeah, no. uh, yeah, so he's doing all that stuff. And, and uh, so, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, we'll make sure we have full-fledged Manny reports. I mean, he's got... He's got um, uh, drive trip and putt coming up pretty soon in, uh, in mm-hmm, the summer, mm-hmm. so he's got a whole whole slew of things happening. But yeah, he's seven now, and uh, I'll make sure that he knows that someone asked about him. That's cool. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because apparently, I don't want you to feel bad, but that was past call. I was straight to man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, funny. yeah, well, hey, yeah. You know, if, if it gives me some listeners, yeah, I know man. <laughs> yeah. So now he's got his fans, and uh, yeah, yeah. tell man he's a victim of a name dropper now. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 
nice. There we go. Now, before we close the show, we'd be remiss to not say anything about um, Kobe Bryant because I think the last time we recorded, uh, unfortunately, the uh, tragedy, you know, well, fortunately at the time, at that time, nothing had happened. But unfortunately, since mm-hmm. then, things have changed. And, um, you know, Kevin, I, and you know, you're a dad of, of three girls. And uh, I don't know, man, um, it still doesn't seem like it, it that, that it's happened. It still seems unreal to me. Yeah, yeah, I understand, I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, um, as you're going to tell us with Mandy, when you're when uh, when you're part of their their extracurricular lives, whether it be um, whether it be sports or, or or music or Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, that's just as so much a part of your life as it is um, uh, theirs. And mm-hmm. and I I know because my daughter who's in dance, I you know I had daughters who play sports, I have daughters who are in the, into the arts, but sometimes. Your involvement becomes like more than just your child. The the, the 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 team becomes like all of them become your kids. And and if there's any consolation in this tragedy, is the fact that it occurred when Kobe was serving the team, and, and and you know he was he was being that team dad, right? You know, on a large a large scale, on a grand level. But you know, and that's you know I I I, I deeply respected Kobe. You know, as being a bunch of being the fan, you know, because you can't, I don't like, you know, like you got people pro LeBron, anti LeBron, like nobody can deny that he's one of the greatest talents to ever live. And the same with Kobe. But, you know, we got to look at, at life beyond basketball, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, Kobe wasn't perfect, but as, as, as he grew up there in years, it seemed like he was striving to be a better person, always. That that was his goal. He he didn't, you know, even as a basketball player, always striving to become better. And it seemed like that he took that that trait that he like perfected on the basketball court. And he was he put it to work in his everyday life. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. And uh, gosh, like you said, it's just so tough when you, when something happens like that so suddenly, and you know, you see the outpouring of love and how it affects everybody, and you know, you. <laughs> It's hard because you try to say, okay, what do we learn? What do we get out of it? You know, uh, how do we honor the man's life? And and um, you know, it's 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 unexpected. But the, the but the thing that I love from this situation is how I feel like the NBA has really done him justice in honoring him and his family and his legacy. Um, and let's not just forget, I mean, and the others that were on the helicopter as well. Um, they did a really good job, and especially, I mean, we're recording this the Monday after the All-Star weekend, and I was just wondering, how in the world is the NBA going to honor Kobe, so many players and fans still affected by it, but then still have the weekend be what it is, and they pulled it off. I mean, they yeah, pulled, yeah. they honored him in such a great way, and, 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 and he wasn't forgotten at all, uh, and it wasn't you know, kind of a downer of an event, you know, it was still up. It was still, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's just amazing to see, you know, people coming together, um, the NBA sports world, uh, everyone just kind of honoring Kobe. And, 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 and I think that's cool. I think it's great to see. And uh, again, we hate to see, um, you know, what happened with, with, with him and the others on the helicopter. It's a huge tragedy. Um, but geez, Louise, what a guy. And he's being remembered and he's being honored in a great way. I, I think one of the uh, one of the more positive memories I have of Kobe isn't really of Kobe himself, but it was. I'm not sure if at the time it was Ron Artest or Metal World Peace was the name, but it was in a, a championship series, 
and and uh, and Ron or Meta, whoever it was at the time, Kobe, it was time running out of uh, out of the game. Uh, Kobe passed with the ball and he hit the game with a shot. Mm-hmm. And you know he um, uh, let's call him Ron Artest for the sake of my memory. Sure, right. <laughs> you know he was his, you know he had a therapist with him uh, at all times. By the time he got to the Lakers, right, and the therapist was with him in, in the press conference, and and they asked Ron to describe, and he took. You know, he said, yeah, I came out to pick. And he said, Kobe had the ball. And Kobe passed me the ball. <laughs> he was just, he had this big smile on his face. And Kobe actually passed me the ball. He said, ain't no way I'm missing this shot. <laughs> Kobe Bryant passed me yes, the ball. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I remember that. I, I remember that. And that's what, you know, you you um you can choose to uh, – Remember a person, honor a person any way you see fit. And like I said, Kobe was no angel. He was no saint. Who among us is? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But I choose to remember the positive and hope people can build off of that and grow from it and endeavor to become better at what they do themselves. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, we'll be doing new shows every single Monday. We'll be uh, uh, keeping up with the Manning Report, reviewing movies that we haven't seen, and maybe we'll talk a little bit of football as well. Maybe. (laughs) Throw some in there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kevin, it's always great working with you, my man, and we'll be back next week. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluke. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if see how it can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.